Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. Glad you're with us, John Morris, Katie Smith. Katie, it is just it, it is an education for us. It is. And we hope our listeners <laughs> every week, but this week especially as we mm. talk startup Waco with John Passavant. Yes, so excited to have John Passavant here with us. Thanks for taking the time. We know you have so many meetings, so many things going on, <laughs> um, especially this time of year. But yeah, exactly what you said, John. Um, there's so much excitement around all of this. NIL space, but also some um, uncertainty. People have a lot of questions, and so we have the expert with us here today. So we'll start really, really broad. Um, yeah. But tell us a little bit about you, John, and what brought you um, to Waco to start Startup Waco. Yeah, I'd love to. Or not to start Startup Waco, but you know what I mean. That's right. No, I, <laughs> I came into the organization uh, when we moved here, but it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much yes. for having me, and I, I, I love talking about this. I love talking about uh, new things that are happening, things that are affecting, you know, all of us in the city in new ways. Um, and that's the thing that's why I love working at Startup Waco and I've, and I've loved working with student athletes. So, um, but first of all about me. So I, uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I found myself, uh, in New York city and ended up being there for about 20 years after school. And I worked in a lot of different industries focused in the uh, fashion apparel space for a while, then worked with consumer brands and some and some uh, early stage companies, and then had an opportunity to come to Waco, where my wife is from, and we love Waco. We got married here, uh, we have family here, and we thought it would be after a couple of kids and living in Brooklyn, we thought maybe moving to Waco would be a good <laughs> idea, and, uh, and 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 we found ourselves here. And startup Waco had started uh, back in 2017, and it was really uh, developed to be a hub of, of innovation, a hub of entrepreneurship for uh, any entrepreneur in, uh, in all of Waco, the greater Waco community in McLennan County. So, you know, you've got, um, you've got a lot of people that are interested. Entrepreneurship has had a moment over the past decade around the country, understanding that you can actually, if you have an idea and you have the desire, you can actually create something for yourself and create and, and, and build a business for yourself. Many people have ideas, but they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And so that's what uh, Startup Waco was created to answer, not just for growth companies, but also for all the Main Street entrepreneurs and the restaurants and the food trucks and the barber shops and the things that we need to, that mm -hmm. makes a community uh, have an identity. We, we wanted to have a place where every entrepreneur could be served. And so that's what Startup Waco is. And it was, um, it was created, like I said, in 2017. And uh, I came in, in uh, towards the end of 2019 and, and have been, been here since. Wow, awesome. 
Very good. And uh, the timing of that, you came here in 2019. That's right. If I remember right, uh, COVID hit right <laughs> about a right. little bit after that. Yes. Uh, what, what do you do when you're trying to start up and, and uh, encourage entrepreneurship? And all of a sudden, we've got a pandemic. That's right. <laughs> you know, I remember um, a few months on the job, and we had a board meeting where I presented the five-year strategic plan for Startup Waco. And that board meeting was on February 28, right. 2020. 13 days later, we were completely shut down. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think true to the way entrepreneurs react to the circumstances that they're in, you've got you've to be, um, you know, flexible. You've mm-hmm. got to have grit. You've got to get kind of slapped in the, in the face and be willing to stand up and, and keep pushing for your goals. And so we pivoted. We kind of shifted from okay, we're going to build all these stakeholders for entrepreneurs here. To, we're going to serve the ones that are, that are here and, and mm-hmm. suffering and try to uh, help just survive through this, through this process, which we didn't know if it was going to be a few weeks or a few months and turned into well over a year of that. And as, as we began to, to come out of it, um, yeah, thing, things shifted. Mentalities were different. Some businesses didn't make it. Um, it was, a, it was a, a hard time for everyone. But I, I think looking back, you know, if you're starting your own business, this is not <clears throat> this is not an academic or theoretical exercise for many people. This mm-hmm. is their livelihoods. This is yeah. their hopes and their dreams. And so certainly if we're saying we're going to be in there with the mix with them, we've got to be willing to, to, to get into the fight with them. And that's kind of how we uh, and our staff at Startup Waco uh, see, our, see our jobs. Yeah. You mentioned how you all have these relationships with so many different entities here in Waco. But Baylor, obviously, yeah. the university as a whole, a big part of Waco in the community. And so prior to this GXG project, staying yes. just with Baylor in general, what kind of relationships have you all had with Baylor prior? So Baylor was a founding member of the committee that started and formed Startup Waco, wow. both uh, in hum- helping to fund its its, uh, its existence to providing leadership on our board of directors. Um, you know, in a market that's Waco's size, when you've got a, a big institution like Baylor, um, it's going to have its hands and mm-hmm. be involved in a lot of the things that are coming out. So that's to be expected. Um, and just the resources that are available here, the human capital available through Baylor has mm-hmm. been instrumental in, in Startup Waco becoming what it is. Um, and so long before I was here, there was a there was a great relationship that was formed um, with Baylor as an institution, but also specifically with the business school. We worked a lot with with entrepreneur students there. We were able to to really be sort of, you know, when you when you take your business out of the university context, what are some safe ways to try ideas and, mm-hmm. and to find product fit in the market? And we could help provide some of those solutions. Um, and, and so there was a great, great working relationship, uh, in along across a lot of departments, interestingly, not so much with athletics because there was sort of a wall there that that businesses and private businesses couldn't really, you know, you couldn't work with players, you couldn't create, uh, opportunities Mm -hmm. for them. And so, uh, for the first, you know, three years of, 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 of being here, it was really just all, all departments outside of athletics. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yep. That wall has uh, somewhat come down. <laughs> Crashing Things down. are a lot <laughs> Crashing down now. is a good way to put it. Yeah. Startup Waco 501c3 and, and part of what you say is you have an inclusion mindset, yeah. uh, which is pretty cool, I think, and, and really applies to, you know, now including our student athletes. That's right. Some things you do. Yeah. So, so when we say uh, inclusion, you know, we, we basically look at the entire landscape of the business community uh, in Waco and even expanding it out to the county and, and countywide. And we say we, we want to be a place that aren't just for a certain type of company, but it's for everyone. Mm. We want to have answers for everyone, opportunities for everyone to the best of our ability as we grow and develop this this hub. Um, now, 
you know, as this started, this was not um, when we we began to to realize that we had the opportunity to work with student athletes. There was so much conversation in the media around what that's going to do to the sport, what Mm -hmm. that's how that how is that going to affect programs? My interest had nothing to do with NIL at the beginning. It really had to do with student athletes. Mm. Like now, legally, each of these student athletes are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now, just with the stroke of a, of a pen, I mean, a lot of, a lot of work, but overnight, <laughs> essentially, um, Waco had 500 plus new entrepreneurs in its yeah. in its um, in its constituency. And so, I said, we we just thought to ourselves, we should try to create some some help. Now, fortunately, Baylor. Um, has a very robust, amazing student athlete development program through Baylor Built and other um, other arms. And I just think that the attitude among the staff and the faculty, if you're a student athlete, if you're a student, but especially if you're a student athlete, you've got a lot of places you can go for help and support mm-hmm. beyond athletics here at Baylor. That, was, that wasn't the issue as much as there were certain things the university was prohibited from helping with. Um, and NIL was really one of those things that yeah. um, they could certainly their focus on character, on excellence, development, leadership. These are all important attributes for student athletes and for anyone. But the, the school was uh, prohibited from a regulatory perspective from from working directly on NIL. And so that's how our work with students sort of shifted from just development uh, to also saying, well, could we play a role here in helping to to use the NIL space and the NIL realities um, as a new method of student athlete development. So really mm-hmm. I think a lot of schools <clears throat> now that, now that we've become pretty educated in the space, y- you see that different schools have different philosophies of how NIL, uh, what it should be. Yeah. And it's so new, there isn't a lot of precedent and there's, and you, there's sort of, you know, wild, wildly varying uh, approaches to this. And our approach at Startup Waco and through GXG, the program that we created to uh, to house the student athlete development work uh, and Baylor's uh, unique uh, position and philosophy of how they view all of their students and especially student athletes really became aligned here. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's been such a great relationship is that, um, you know, we're able to do. Uh, all the things that a, a typical collective would do. We're able to generate NIL deals. We're able to help make connections with the private markets to student athletes work, but we're also able to look at the student athlete as an entity unto themselves, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur unto themselves. And just like we do in the community, we would run accelerators and incubators and helping. We would sit across from entrepreneurs and a lot of entrepreneurs need a lot of the same things. They need help, mm-hmm. advisory work. They need capital. They need some operational support. And student athletes are no different. They're taking the things that they have. And in many cases, it's a platform or it's the ability to, to leverage a platform mm-hmm. that they have while being an athlete, which is a unique incredibly um, helpful advantage. They also have constraints like any entrepreneur. They have time constraints. They have, they're, you know, a lot are, are very young and this is the first maybe business that they're starting. Yeah. So what I want to see happen is uh, at Baylor to be the place, the best place in the country that if you're a student athlete and you want to leverage up or lever up your uh, platform into a business and there's something that's actually meaningful beyond just athletics and use mm-hmm. NIL as a way of doing that. We want to be the place that you want to, you want to come to because we've developed an infrastructure and a process that allows you to not just take a check, but actually t- take something and use that and leverage it to create something that's more sustaining. So, so startup Waco is in the NIL space largely because we want to develop student athletes as entrepreneurs and as and as great business people and for their for their futures um and nil is a great opportunity to to do that Mm -hmm. if you just 
give a check and it's here one day and it's gone, yeah. you know, days later. Um, that's not the, that's not the goal here. That's not how this is structured. That would actually be almost impossible for that to happen with the structures that we've set up. But if any student athlete wants to say, well, how can I actually create something that's going to last, create something that's meaning? Well, then we've got a whole suite of resources that we can bring around you to do it. Very well said. I know. I'm like that. that we good. work in this industry and that was yeah. so educational to me. So yeah. I'm sure um, our listeners love hearing that. So the, this couldn't have just come to you overnight, right? Yeah. And you and your team. So what kind of as NIL conversations started happening and there were so many directions, um, it looked like this could go. How did how did Startup Waco kind of say, hey, if, if this does become a reality, this is the direction we're going to go with it? Well, I knew from the beginning as we were initially having conversations, again, it started within Baylor Built because it was more student-athlete yeah. development. You know, there was no point in us uh, moving forward without the uh, coordination of the university. Mm -hmm. And that was very limited back then they, of what they could and couldn't do. So we began to understand how does this relationship work. Now, I want to be really clear. If you go on, if you look at any university's messaging around what they do, they all say that they develop. They all say that they care about um, you know, not just not just money, but this is money is going to help the community to help the. But you know, I think the the proof is in how is that program structured. If you say that this is about helping the community or helping the student athlete, but the only structures that you have in place are just to pass money, then what what you really care about is passing money. But mm -hmm. if the structures that you have have built up to actually develop that student athlete, bring, bring additional resources beyond NIL to them, if they just want to grab onto them and do it. Um, well, then that's what you care about. And that's and that's what we care about. And because we sort of started with those development conversations, that gave us the framework for how now that we're dealing with NIL to keep that process going. Um, so, you know, beginning talking through that development, it just it became clear that NIL was going to be here to stay. It became clear that there was a need, um, and it became clear that this structure of using uh, a, a nonprofit organizations outside of the university um, was a was a method that was going to become was going to become popular. Now, you know, y you all can have the conversations about what this does to the sport and the conference and how that works. I <clears throat> again, I just keep coming back to this is an opportunity that we have now. We don't know what it'll be in the future, and if we can just if we can just apply a little bit of innovation and, and thinking to how we do this, then we can actually create something that is going to be a, a, a huge benefit to every student athlete at Baylor. And I, I, and again, I think universities around the country are, um, are thinking about this, ta certainly talking about it a lot. But again, I always come down to what are they actually doing and how is their organization structured? And we've met with universities around the country we have a pretty good sense for what a lot of schools from the West Coast, even in the South, and even in the Big 12, are doing. Um, and you know, I would put I would put the, the the structure, the framework of what we're doing at GXG up against anything that we've seen in the country. That was my next question. I yeah. mean, it seems like what we're doing, the way we're doing it at Baylor and through Startup Waco, uh, is is somewhat unique. I yep. mean, I know there's a lot of different models out there. They've all just kind of taken off sometimes in different directions, yeah. but mm. is that correct? Are we sort of unique in this? Yes, and so this this goes back to the structure conversation. So, you know, most of these collectives that you see in the country have been set up specifically for the purposes of deploying NIL donor capital. Um, we're not, so, so they get their nonprofit status, donor capital comes in, they deploy it according to their nonprofit mission. 
um, which is fine, perfectly legal, legal perfectly allowed, um, and that's what you see. But we are we are not that. We are functionally a collective for the sake of all um, you know you, helpful terminology. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're not technically a collective because we weren't created for the purposes of NIL. We were yeah. created for the purposes of economic development. Yeah. So we're okay. Like we'll, we'll we're doing the NIL, but where we really get excited is when a student athlete, like I'll take Adam Flagler as an example, comes in and says, "I want to start a business," mm. and we say, "Well." This is this is what we were made for. We weren't yeah. made for it. Like NIL nice. maybe got you in the door, but we're made to help you think about your goals. What do you need? What infrastructure do you need around you for you to be able to focus on what you're doing so we can help you build something of value of real. Like we're, ta- we're not just talking money for now. We're talking about creating generational mm-hmm. wealth through entrepreneurship. That's the end goal through uh, w- with all of these programs that we're doing. So um, I would say that it's different. Just because fundamentally it is different. Mm-hmm. We are we are not an NIL uh, first uh, organization. We are we are a development first organization that's using NIL to advance that work. John Passavant is our guest, CEO for Startup Waco. Really good information, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had the privilege of uh, calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows, ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, John, you've given us so many examples of the resources that are available to student-athletes, the the goal uh, that hopefully student-athletes are coming into y'all's offices um, and saying, hey, I want to start a business. So maybe a little more detail on that. Sure. How What does that look like if I'm a student-athlete that has an idea? Do I just reach out? Do I come talk to you? Sure. Um, and, to, and to be clear, when we say start a business, it could be something like with, with Adam where you're, you want to start a brand. It could be something like there's a couple of guys on the football team that we're starting a, a mobile app with, and it's an interesting project. We've already raised outside capital, so things are happening yeah. there. Um, or it could just be that, hey, I now have the ability to earn revenue through NIL, right. and so I want to structure myself as this entity better. So it doesn't have to be... Um, you know, starting a, a, a large scalable growth company sure. it could be that I just want to manage these new resources better. So, right. but which is technically a business. So yeah, so we, um, multiple ways of, of getting in touch with us. We have a website. Um, it's a sub your, a subdomain of our website, gxg.startupwaco.com. And you can go in there and there's a student athlete connect portal where they can go in and just fill out information that comes directly to our team and we can reach out. We've uh, we're, we're currently working with in communication with over um, 40% of the entire student-athlete population just wow. in the last few months. Yeah. So from a student-athlete engagement perspective, about from a development organization, that's 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 quite high. Yeah. Um, but and it's very easy. We operate a, a co-working space downtown. They can they can walk in anytime. Um, we're we're trying to make ourselves as available as possible. Obviously, in season it's difficult. This is one of the constraints that student athletes have, and we don't want to take them away from their academics and the athletic requirements that they have, but we're, we're here for them. And, and another interesting point too, which I think sets uh, Baylor in this, in this initiative uh, d- different is, you know, this is not just for students that we're doing NIL deals with. Again, it's development first, NIL second. Yeah. So anyone can come in and, you know, you're seeing stories of maybe uh, student athletes that 
don't have a high NIL value, but they might have a great business idea. Mm-hmm. And we could help them leverage this platform of being a student athlete for their for their benefit. So I've spoken to a lot of individuals that, you know, aren't even necessarily opposed to the idea of of students making money, but they are opposed to just giveaways and handouts. And, you know, are we really just raising more money to, to, to pass it out? And I had to get comfortable with that. I mean, it, on, on the surface, when you just read headlines, that's what you sort of think is, is happening. Mm. Um, and again, how it all shakes out, I, I don't know. There, there's other groups that will be making those determinations. But while we have this opportunity, I can I can say with confidence that we are going to be using NIL as a way of getting to something much more meaningful for mm-hmm. these student athletes. And um, if you have a, a an issue or a problem with um, NIL as a concept, well, there's ways to get involved that you can just be focusing on the development aspect of it. And so we, uh, we're we working well with Baylor Built. We're working well with um, all the other community support and entrepreneur support organizations in the around the city, uh, from the city of Waco and the county themselves to all the chambers of commerce. So there's a lot there's a lot being done that's just that stands apart from NIL, which is a difference uh, compared to a lot of other programs. You mentioned your co-working space uh, downtown 605 That's right, right. Austin Avenue That's right. uh, website startupwaco.com. Okay. So if folks are listening to us, want to get a little more into that, uh, that's where you can. Uh, where you can start to get more uh, info on startup. The GXG we've mentioned a couple of times. Uh, Katie and I both, both learned today that's uh, sort of green and gold, right? That's right. That's, that's where right. that I came like from. That. Okay. Well, man, we, we should we should revisit some of the branding then. I, I was hoping that that would be an obvious connection. Obvious. When you hear it, though, you don't know, but when you, well, yeah. you see it in the colors, it maybe helps. But, yeah, no, it it's just Katie and, gold. and I. It's so just sure we're the problem. <laughs> Everyone else understands. I like, once you know it, you know it. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's true. Good. That's it. And that is uh, just an arm, you know, so you say, to connect Baylor student-athletes citywide with opportunities. That's right. And uh, that is uh, just part of what you're doing at That's Startup right. Waco. Yeah, Startup Waco, we essentially have three uh, different tracks that are all pretty much three different workflows. We work with uh, community companies, small businesses, micro-enterprises. Um, we, we find the, the groups of entrepreneurs in Waco and McLennan County that historically have had a hard time getting started, getting beyond that initial uh, hump, whether it's mm-hmm. due through a, you know, a lack of, of education, a lack of capital, a lack of expertise, and we focus in on that. We do a lot of tactical training, but these are not uh, high-growth companies. Yeah. These, are, these are, you know, very often just solopreneur kind of, kind of enterprises, but they make up a lot of the fabric. They're, the, they're retailers and they're restaurants and uh, the things that make our city our city and will continue to do so, these, these small businesses. We, we have a whole suite of programs for that. And then uh, we have a suite of programs for growth companies, specifically for companies that we want to see uh, more of. We want to be able to make a case when we go to these different ecosystems in Dallas and Houston and Austin and we sit down and we say, here's why you should start your company in Waco or bring your company to Waco, your startup to Waco. Um, we want to talk about easy access to capital and, and, and uh, ways of uh, you know t- access to talent, which has gotten had a lot of shifts over the last couple of years, um, which I think are, are, are more often than not in Waco's benefit. Um, and then now we have this third arm with, with student athletes. So each of those programs, there's things, there's crossover there, there's help there, um, but they all kind of require different, um, a different focus and different nuances. Well, very well. That's awesome. So this GXG Green and Gold um, program, the I mean, an impressive kind of 
grouping uh, of different resources in terms of talent that you have yeah. on that team. So tell us a little bit about uh, who makes up that seven-person team. Yeah. Is that six yeah. or seven people? Yeah, so within um, that, and, and a lot of those are, you know, shared staff across sure. all the different programs that we're doing. Um, and they all have different roles. So uh, C- Cody Carlson, uh, former, uh, you know, Baylor football player, and um, – He's he he and I work real closely together on on thinking through a lot of a structure structure of this and you know he he's wonderful because he really embodies uh, this sort of dichotomy that the startup Waco is with these different yeah. programs he's he's was a big supporter of community entrepreneurs was part of some of our accelerator programs uh, but now can just speak very intelligently and directly to student athletes as well yeah. uh, so he's been an excellent addition to the team over the past year uh, Jacob Kehoe who's sort of the assistant director of the different programs works a lot with growth companies um, but also a Baylor grad and a huge fan and is real helpful and how we're just, so we all kind of um, we cross over a lot yeah. and we, we work a lot on it, but everybody from, you know, if we hold an event and we have, you know, uh, 30 athletes in, that takes a lot of coordination and a lot of, uh, someone who's making sure that we're getting, you know, documents signed and, and things processed properly and answering questions. Um, and so, yeah, building up the infrastructure for, for that has been, uh, has been a fun process, a bit of a moving target. Uh, but as we, as we get down the road more, it's, it's been, um, it's been coming together well. As uh, the new Big 12 commissioner, Brett Yormark, said, yeah. the Big 12 is open for business, yeah. <laughs> which got a lot of attention. Yes. Uh, yeah. One on your website, you say Waco is yes. open for business. Yeah. Is this uh, what, What's the climate right now for, for entrepreneurs wanting to start up? I mean, is it a good time and a good spot here in Waco right now? You know, I, I certainly think so. I think Waco is an amazing place to be. This is something our mayor says a lot, but this is uh, Waco is an amazing place to be if you want to be a part of building a city, if you want to be a part of building something, um, because you do have access. It's like all the layers uh, within the city from either successful entrepreneurs to city leadership to university, uh, you know, staff. It's it's pretty flat. It's There's a couple of degrees of separation. If you want to come and get poured into, this is a great place to be. Um, I think access to talent is a challenge still, as it always has been. But I think there's been some breaks in Waco's favor over the past couple of years in that regard. I think access to capital, there isn't a culture of of capital. There's one uh, functioning venture fund in Waco, which operates out of our space. And they've got a great group of portfolio companies. But um, there isn't a culture of that yet. And so we're trying to build that up. But there doesn't necessarily have to be, you know. As an entrepreneur myself, when I sit across the table from an entrepreneur, I'm not, you know, the the win for me fundamentally is not that they start their business in Waco. It's that they do what's best for their business. And I believe that if we have that mentality with every entrepreneur, we will have a lot of entrepreneurs coming back. But I want to be able to tell them and make a case and be serious of why they shouldn't move to Austin or, you know, why they should stay here. So what are the things that we can uniquely major in? Who are the... Who are the other businesses and the resources and the and the um, the expertise that we can bring around these entrepreneurs to help start successful companies? Um, we've got to be. I heard someone said this to me recently, but the size of, of a market that we have in Waco, we've got to be innovative in how we're thinking about attraction of companies. We've got to think outside the box. Otherwise, Austin is just too much of a of a draw or Dallas mm-hmm. is too much of a draw. Things are just easier there. They're larger. There's more capital flowing through. 
But if we can create unique sort of niches within this, then I think that it's just going to take a few. And we've had a few wins already. We've had a few companies exit in, in dramatic fashion. Um, there's more things happening, but we really, we really want to see it um, just the volume of it increase, the deal flow increase. And so it's going to take some some thoughtful uh, innovation, good networking, connecting a lot of these different groups that maybe don't know that these other entrepreneurs exist and how do, how do I get connected to them, mentoring programs, all, all of this, which is why working with student athletes was a real obvious choice to me because, you know, Baylor is such a part of the community. And if we could sort of bring some of that economic activity into the local market, um, that's just going to be a, a good thing for, for everyone. And so we're small enough as a city that we can make those types of bridges and connections and then be effective. Mm. And so we feel like it was worth doing. And so far it's, so far it's been successful. Yeah. That's so helpful to hear. So when you talk about, and this probably speaks to your relationship with anyone who comes through startup Waco, but specifically through the lens of a student athlete is the goal that one day they graduate from startup Waco and that they're off, whether hopefully it's in Waco, hopefully it's somewhere else, or is it, Hey, this is a long-term relationship that could go past their four years of eligibility, five, six, seven. Yeah. So, um, there's a few different layers. So when it comes to NIL specifically, um, there are rules around how that's uh, contained. So we don't do deals beyond eligibility. Um, and so that's a, that's not our decision. That's an NCAA uh, rule. And mm -hmm. so when it comes to, yeah, that specific aspect, it's, there's, there's um, some containment, but you know, we, we, we treat a student athlete in the exact same way we treat any entrepreneur. We come in and everyone is unique. Everyone has a unique set of, of, of uh, assets that they can leverage, um, a unique set of constraints and desires and, and thoughts of what they want to do. So, so every uh, working relationship with any student athlete entrepreneur or any uh, community entrepreneur starts largely in the same way. Mm. Um, what's really cool with the student athletes is sometimes they don't even realize the platforms that they have. Um, it's not just about your social media following. It's about being part of a larger system. Um, and because of the investment that Baylor has made in student athlete development over the past years, there's just, there is a culture of student athlete support. And so we can help coordinate a lot of that and say, Hey, you should, you should really push Baylor bill to promote this and promote mm -hmm. your business. And let, now let's just put that in a plan and let's put that plan of what you want to do into a business plan. Now let's see what other things that we need to actually see it happen. So, you know, we, we obviously don't, um, uh, all of our work is, is specifically to enroll students. We obviously can't speak to anyone who's committed or anyone who's looking to come to Baylor. Um, so we're, we're working with enrolled students. When you think about when I, when I think about it from a recruitment standpoint down the line, if they're seeing student athletes that are starting successful businesses, mm -hmm. just the optics of that is a very positive. Yeah. Thing. Sure. That takes time. That's hard work. I I'm under no, illusion that every student athlete is going to, you know, start a very successful business and sure. then exit in a big way. But, but, but we've got to start. I think that we're, we're just, we're seeing a lot of opportunity miss. And I think we can be a leader in this space when it comes to actually helping these student athletes create. So if it becomes a long-term relationship, great. I mean, but li likely they're going to mm -hmm. kind of, kind of move on and that's great. We're, yeah. we're gonna, like I said before about a, a community entrepreneur, if it's better for them to start their business in Austin, if I was them and I yeah. go to Austin and do it, that's fine. And that's good information for us. And, and maybe, maybe if they're down there and they, and they grow their company and they sell it, they'll come back and realize, Hey, I remember startup Waco and, and yeah. Waco helped give me a start and now I'll come back and feed the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. I, 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 um, you know, I, 
my, my goal through this program, I guess it sh- I've never actually had to think of it like this before, but it is not to prevent opportunities for student athletes. Sure. Um, saying like, well, you've got to stay here. And if right, you don't stay right, here, right. you don't do it. Um, obviously if they, if it's better for them to move on, whether it's after they graduate or, you know, that's, that's their decision. But w- my whole thing is while they're here and while we have the attention and the opportunities, let's, let's try to build something special. Yeah. That's awesome. So clear and clean and well thought out for something that is messy and confusing yeah, and brand yeah, new. Yeah, so I'm just so impressed by yeah. you and your team. Yeah. And you, uh, you articulate it very well. Yeah, so absolutely. thanks for sharing with us. We really appreciate it. I know Katie and I have both learned a lot yeah, <laughs> just really visiting have. with you yeah. and hopefully our listeners have as well. And, uh, we appreciate everything you're doing and fits right in with Max mantra of preparing champions yeah. for life. That's this right. is another avenue of that, you know, yeah. to really prepare them for what's beyond Baylor. Yeah. You know, and I would say one, one other aspect is, you know, this is, <clears throat> this has all been more or less happening behind the scenes over the past you know year, six months as, as it's been formed. There hasn't been many opportunities for, uh, for fans or members of the Baylor family to really engage. And this is something that we're actively working on. There's a lot of upcoming news that'll be released soon around how can, if you're just a, an observer, a fan, somebody who wants to, to see good student athlete development move forward in conjunction with NIL want to see it done right. Um, I am, I am open, uh, you know, for phone calls and meetings. We plan on having a series around the state of, of conversations with individuals around how to do this well and do it better and to, to be a leader in it. Um, but we are, we are in the process of developing and soon, uh, I wish I could say more, but soon we're going to have ways for anyone who's interested to participate, not just in the, um, the knowledge of it, but actually participate both in the development and the and the NIL uh, funding needs and all of it, and done in a clear way that says, okay, here's here's how how I can support the the effort. He, Baylor is saying, look, we're NIL is a reality in, in the NCAA. We want to do it differently by preparing champions for life. Here's a method in which we've chosen to do it. Mm-hmm. Just a clear, cohesive message um, and very clear ways of engaging are are on the horizon. Wow, that's great. Very impressive. John, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Yes, thank thank you. you. Thank you both. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Really good, wasn't it, with John to visit with him? Yes, so helpful, and it I just, know. gosh, you you said it best. He articulates it so well, and yeah. it's it's complex, it's confusing. Yeah, no, but uh, really good uh, website again. Startupwaco.com. Their office uh, six hundred five Austin Avenue here in Waco, and we appreciate John Passavant, the CEO for Startup Waco, being our guest this week. Yeah, I think so often. NIL can be polarizing at times, right? There's people in one side of the the equation or the other side, and, and there's two different camps. And I think the way that Startup Waco has kind of created this middle ground of, hey, here's here's where the NCAA is, and here's the way that we're going to help prepare champions for life is is so encouraging to me, and like you said, so aligns with Baylor's mission. Really, really impressive work. All right, that's our Sikkim podcast for this week, uh, pre- presented by Rogue Media Network for Katie Smith, for our guest, John Passivant. Of Startup Waco, I'm John Morris. That's this week's Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. 
The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.